0: Right guys, welcome back to the How Can You podcast, where we delve deep into the minds of entrepreneurs, figure out how they got where they are, so then you can hopefully do the same thing. So today I'm here with Isaac. Uh, Do you want to introduce yourself?
1: Hi, I'm Isaac Nevlet. Only up Isaac on Instagram and YouTube.
0: Yeah, what do you do?
1: Okay, so I'm I specialize in the credit industry. So I help entrepreneurs like you and like a lot of people get the capital they need to start their journey. In entrepreneurship because a lot of people's downfall is they don't have the access to capital to expand their businesses so that's what I help with help them get the capital they need and yeah after that it's it's easy they have one thing checked off the list mm-hmm. which is capital
0: yeah so how long have you been in the entrepreneur space for
1: I'd say I'm in like year 4 but only one year all in Okay. I was in and dabbling but never really fully in yeah. which being fully in really like helps a lot because like you can see the growth 100 percent. being fully in instead of like worrying about too many things yeah. you can really focus on one
0: yeah and all your time can go to that one thing yeah which is really good 100 percent. so you've been in it for around four years what what got you into it like usually i find with entrepreneurs there's something that happened in their life whether it be an event or a series of events or just Things that made them not go down the normal path of like go to school and get a job so like what was that for you? I
1: really think it was just ever since the early age, I just never really like confined to a certain to like the what is normal mm-hmm. like I've always like been an open thinker and like a deeper deeper thinker of different things, so like I've never really wanted to do the just the traditional route like my parents obviously come from like a household where like education is the most important thing but they think education from like schooling is what you need but like you can really learn a lot more like on the web so I just like spent a lot of time online and I just learned so many opportunities read like lots of books which like opened my mind up to a lot more Mm -hmm. than what is really out there because I've worked before like you just go to work and you see people like they're all depressed yeah they're making money they don't have to worry about anything but then most of the time they're depressed wanting to get home wanting to clock out waiting for the weekend things like that
0: yeah Yeah. 100% yeah it's weird because like at my age right now I'm 19 and most of my friends are going to university right so like for me to not go is weird but then it's also like people ask me they say are you studying and I say not in the formal sense but i study every day yeah right? every like day. i'm reading books every day listening to podcasts audio books just like taking invaluable information is like it's school for us so you say that you're in the credit space what got you into that space because like a lot of people they don't even have credit cards or they do have a credit card but they don't take it to the level that you've taken it to so what kind of got you there
1: yeah that's the thing like people Get taught to that credit's a bad thing. Like if you do have a credit card, only use it for gas, only use it for small purchases. But that's like what got me into it. I just I was just like scrolling on YouTube, like as you do. I applied for two credit cards, like just two of the basic cards. I got five hundred dollar limit on both, and I just put them away. I didn't really like think about it. I just paid like the little, the little amounts every month, and then as I was. Like I was in the entrepreneur space, so I was doing like lots of businesses trying to trying to make it. And I came across like a lot of money. I I came across a lot of money and then one of my friends like kind of like introduced me to this investment opportunity. And this was early on in the stages. I hadn't taken many L's, like many losses. So I thought, yeah, it was a good idea. So I went all in on that investment and lost the all within two weeks. <laughs> So all that hard work just slowing down the chain yeah. in two weeks. So after that, I like started rebuilding, rebuilding, rebuilding. But it was pretty hard to like get back to where I was at. It was gonna take like quite a while.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's like when I started to like really like lock in with credit and like understand like the the system of it, because it's really just a system, a language that you just have to learn.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So then I spent like I ended up I ended up working for like a a friend and he had the credit repair business and I worked for him I started helping him and then I started helping like my family and friends that's like where I really like woke up to like how powerful it is and then after like learning how to repair it and build it that's when I got into the funding side of it so that's like when I got into the getting the credit cards Uh, so I have I think I have like 18 now that's a lot that's
0: a lot of credit cards
2: yeah.
1: but yeah so like getting that getting access to the capital helped a lot so once I got the capital is when I started like investing into other opportunities more opportunities where I wouldn't have to do much like manual labor so I invested into Airbnb And that, like, really changed the game for me.
0: So, like, Airbnb Arbitrage?
1: Yeah, Airbnb Arbitrage. So, I rent the property instead of buying it. So, I used uh, my American Express Blue Business Plus, which has 0% interest for 12 months. So, I'm not paying any interest on the money. So, I have 12 months to to pay it back without any interest. Mm -hmm. So... I'm pretty much it's like it's like your own money really but yeah. as long as you just make the uh, minimum payments or yeah. like most of the payments it's good
2: yeah
1: Like credit is credit should be used as a yeah. tool because like it's pretty much you're just going to the bank and asking for money and they're giving it to you mm-hmm. like anything you need instead of like the traditional way that way you have to work really hard yeah, to get yeah. the money because a lot of people a lot of people too they go ask for they get like investors or like venture capitalists, where they have to actually like give them a percentage of their business, mm-hmm. kind of like Shark Tank. Yeah. Sometimes they they're going on, and they only ask for a hundred thousand dollars, but twenty percent of their business is lost.
2: Yeah.
1: When in fact you could just build your credit up, get that hundred thousand dollars in credit, and then invest in yourself, mm-hmm. and then you don't have no boss, and you don't have to give your cut anywhere yeah. because it's hundred percent you and 100%. it's hundred percent ownership. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's Which cool. is
0: the main thing. So then when you got into the credit space, that's how you kind of got into the like Airbnb arbitrage space. Like how did you get into Airbnb?
1: Yeah, I had always wanted to do Airbnb, but the capital was like the main thing because like I told you, I lost a big investment amount. So the capital was the main issue. So.
0: And you kind of found Airbnb through, like, just going on Instagram?
1: Yeah, Airbnb was kind of a thing where I just saw on YouTube, on Instagram, TikTok. And then, like, what really opened my my mind up to Airbnb was I was in an Uber one day, like, with a couple of my friends, and we're talking to the Uber driver. And he said he was making, like, 3K a week on one of his properties because it was close to the airport. And, like, I was thinking, like, that's what, like, sparked my mind into it because, like, you see a lot of things on Instagram, you're like, "Mm, I don't know if it'll work, but like after hearing his story, like I was like, yeah, I really have to put my foot and just see what it's like. Test the waters. And for me, it like worked really well.
0: Yeah, I really resonate with what you said there. Like, you weren't sure if it worked, but then since you saw it firsthand, then you're like, okay. Because like, for me, before I got into the internet space, I was like, I always saw it, right? But I wasn't actually sure if it worked, how to do it, this or that. Um, And I kind of just like, opened my mind started believing. But the moment that I came to Bali and I like actually was seeing this these people do these things on the internet in real time and, like, making tons of money, that's when I was like, okay, like, this shit is, like, yeah. I'm never going back to, like, real real life, you know? Because, yeah. <laughs> like, it's kind of, like, the life that we live is almost like, like a fairytale life. Yeah. And, like, we make it work. Um, and it's, but it's a lot of people's dreams and, yeah, like, so... We live in Bali obviously. What brought you to Bali?
1: What brought me to Bali was just the freedom mm-hmm. and kind of just the disconnect from like the world because yeah. it's a whole different like system over here. Mm-hmm. Like I even have I even have screenshots in my phone like talking to my mom saying in the future I'm going to be financially free and living in Bali. And then two years later, I'm here. Yeah. So, like, I really spoke my dreams into yeah. reality, which is really cool. Just, like, the island life. I love the island life. I love the beach. I love how the people here are so kind. Mm-hmm. So that's what really brought me in. And I wanted to be more, like, in
0: tune with nature. Because mm-hmm. there's lots of nature here, a lot of greenery. Yeah. In some parts. In some <laughs> parts. In some parts. Cangu is that green. Yeah, nah, not that Yeah, man. Okay. So, you came to Bali um did you come here with already a business set up and everything or did you come here kind of like with some savings and like expecting to make things kind of work out because that's what i did
1: yeah um so at this point i am so at the point that i came to bali i already had my airbnb up and running my airbnb was already on autopilot i had a cleaner that would clean she would like make sure everything in the house was good she would like wash the sheets, fill the toilet paper up, go shopping for me when I needed to go shopping, so I could literally be away from the business, which is like the my which was my goal, yeah just to be away from the business and still be able to make the money. So I was, I was doing the Airbnb, and then recently I've just been wanting to like teach teach people in the same position like that are lacking capital that want to like increase their business or start a new business. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's the goal.
0: Okay, so right now, within the credit space, you teach people how to do it?
1: Yeah, so I I currently teach people how to repair their credit, how to build their credit, and like how to get the funding from the banks
2: Mm
1: -hmm. so they can invest into their businesses, can get cars they want, can get approved for apartments.
0: So if anyone's watching right now and they let's say they don't have a credit card, or they have a credit card and their credit score is kind of going down, this or that, they can come to you and you can kind of sort it all out for them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for sure. For someone that's also sitting at home and watching, right? And they're like, Okay, you do Airbnb, you're in the credit space. How do I how do I get started? If I wanted to start an Airbnb, what do you do?
1: For Airbnb, I would say you need the capital first mm-hmm. because you have to pay the rent and you have to pay for the furniture. Mm-hmm. So that's why I recommend credit. And also the good thing like with credit and using Airbnb is you get, you get to see that profit instantly. Mm-hmm. Other than, for example, you put $10,000 in Airbnb of your own cash, it's gonna take a couple months to see any of that money back. But if you do credit and 0% interest, you, can, you get to see the profit straight away. Mm-hmm. But to get started in Airbnb, it's finding a property so you can there's two pathways you can either choose to like buy or to like do the arbitrage so where you'll rent to mm-hmm. put on airbnb
0: so you rent it from someone else and then you put it on airbnb yeah so you're
1: renting it from someone else asking for permission and then putting it on
0: airbnb mm-hmm. so is it is it tricky finding someone to say yes to that yes it is tricky finding someone to say
1: yes to that but you just kind of have to use your resources I'm borrowing like a a family Mm -hmm. so that like was a big bonus Mm -hmm. but you can also go on like um, you can find a freelancer to like mass um, Mm -hmm. apply for houses for you which is like it's a hack because like someone can mass apply for houses for you then you just charge you you get charged a fee Mm -hmm. so there's that way that's probably the easiest way less um, effort way yeah to get a property and then after getting a property it's just all about furnishing it and there's also like lots of systems that you have to put in place like you have to find a cleaner and the good thing about me like with my property i have a on the door it's a it's like a remote key so they can just like put like a key yeah, yeah. uh what's it called a like code. a passcode yeah, in. and it's just their last four digits of their phone number and they get access to the house and i also have a ring door light so when they click or like when motion comes on i can see Who's entering the house? And yeah, so that's like, that gives me the ability to be like anywhere in the world because it's all like the systems in place for me to be able to do that. Yeah, Yeah. so
0: it's fully automated. And then if you're wanting to scale, you can also somewhat automate that as well. Like you said, you can get someone to reach out to all these properties for you. And I'm sure you could find someone to furnish it for you as well.
1: Yeah, furnish it. And then, yeah, if I was to start again, I would definitely hire. A team or buy furniture that was already made because i like shopped at ikea mm. ikea is good because i when i ordered it it arrived the next day but like to build ikea furniture <laughs> it takes such a long time
0: it does yeah I have, uh, I have a lot of experience with ikea furniture yeah i remember when i was young actually i found a like an error in the instructions it's pretty funny um <laughs> but yeah anyways so so you you're living in Bali, you have this Airbnb that's pretty much that is automated yep. are you looking to scale this business and get more Airbnbs <clears throat>
1: i'm I'm really looking just to um to scale my personal brand because mm-hmm. I feel like personal brand is something that's like recession proof mm-hmm. because as long as I have a personal brand and like giving people value that's like when you get to see the return Mm -hmm. so scaling airbnb yes i will but not to the limit that some people are doing it i just want to do it just for some passive income Mm -hmm. but not as my full career
0: yeah 100 percent. so how long have you how, how long have you been building your personal brand for
1: Really, since the start of my entrepreneurship journey. So, about four years, but never really consistently. Mm-hmm. So, I've just started being consistent with it. Yeah. And then,
0: yeah, I will continue to be consistent yeah. and keep growing. 100%. So, for me, the biggest thing that kind of helped me get into the entrepreneurship space was a guy named Stephen Bartlett. So, I read his book, I listened to his podcast. And he, for me, unlocked a lot of my unlimiting, limiting beliefs and made me believe in myself and kind of see the world from a different perspective. So is there anyone like that for you? Or like, yeah, is there anyone like that for you? Like someone that you listen to often or someone that you really look (laughs) up to in terms of like entrepreneur?
1: Um, I would say like the two, really the, the most important like kind of person that like really gave me
0: the best I don't know how to say it, information value yeah
1: really the person that gave me the most value was more in the mindset era mm. where um the person is david Goggins. Mm. so like i read his book yeah can't hear me yeah, yeah me too. and after reading that book like it was like, like something switched in my yeah. mind that i was like yeah like if he's he's like making he's doing things that like isn't possible so yeah. that really like opened my mind up to like as long as you work hard and you won't give up like anything is
0: reachable 100 percent. i think especially in the entrepreneurship space or like anything in life that's truly worthwhile pursuing it, like a really key aspect of succeeding within that is to just not give up yeah so like what what would you say about uh, because a lot of people they'll start something but then they give up yeah. so like what would you say about that other than don't give up, but like, wh- why do you think people
1: give up? I think, I feel like people give up, I feel like it's like a, like a wave. So like, success is like here, for example, and people get to success and then once they like first see it, that's when they start start to chill mm-hmm. and start to like be complacent and stop, mm-hmm. stop trying as hard, but if you keep, like once you hit success and you keep on trying, and keep on going, that's when like, you really see the results, the fruits of your labor.
0: Yeah. What about for someone that hasn't seen any success yet? What, wh- why should they keep going?
1: They should keep going because the effort that you put in, there will be a positive reaction to what you, what you put in. So, for example, if you're building something and like if you're getting 1% better at that every single day, For one year, you become like 365% better. Yeah. So, compounding that year by year, there'll be nothing
0: to... 100%, I I totally agree. So, you obviously, you didn't go to university, right? No, I
1: went went to university for like two days.
0: (laughs) Why?
1: First of all, I originally just went to university for my parents. And then like
2: like most people
1: yeah most people i saw like nobody was happy that was the main thing nobody was happy and the ideal goal of universities get a good job but like i was looking at the jobs and there's people in my space making that in like a day
2: mm-hmm.
1: so the income for the amount of effort put in like didn't really make sense to me mm-hmm. And I always wanted to like challenge myself, and take just the easy route, take the road less traveled, mm-hmm. to see the to see the better results.
0: Yeah. So what do you think it is in you that wants to go that route? Because like, for example, in our society, they reward us for being normal, right? If you go to if you go to school, then it's like, oh, you're good, you're cool, you don't have to worry about anything. If you wear the same clothes as everyone else. It's like, oh, you look good. It's like. You get rewarded for being like everyone else. So yeah. what what is it inside of you that made you not want to be like everyone else?
1: Okay, so I think it was my like second chance at life. So when I was I'd say 12, I was diagnosed with leukemia. Mm-hmm. So I was pretty much like hospital for in hospital for like 3 years. Wow. So like I missed a lot of school doing that. And, but I also learned like a lot because I was, instead of like learning the traditional in school route, I was learning like YouTube, learning whatever I wanted. So that kind of like gave me the, the outlook like that there is more and really the second chance at life just gives me the motivation to like, to be great. Like to, to tap into a potential, to tap into my full potential Mm -hmm. to reach my full potential because my potential would be be limited down that type of pathway when I believe in myself that I have like the ability to achieve great things Mm -hmm. and that takes like great risk and
0: 100%
2: I'm ready to take the risk
1: because yeah
0: you'd rather be on your deathbed knowing what happened because you did try rather than wondering what could have happened if you did yeah
1: yeah and I'd like to i'd like to get to that point where i can be yeah i've tried my hardest yeah i've tried everything there's nothing that i haven't tried Mm -hmm. there's nothing that i wanted to do that i
0: didn't do Mm -hmm. so let's say let's say like someone's at home watching this right and they they have a job but they don't have a credit card right they might they may not be making a lot of money in that job or whatever it may be how do they how do they get a lot of credit? How do they get access to this funding that they need? Okay,
1: so yeah, I'll really break it down for you. First thing first, you have to like look at your report. Because on your report it's pretty much like, it's pretty much your history. So, as long as you have good history, that's when you can proceed. But if you have bad, which a lot of people have bad history, because like for example If you had a phone bill and you didn't pay it it goes on your credit report as like a negative remark so for example the banks see that and they won't want to like give you credit so you've got to make sure you have a clean slate and you have like good accounts so removing accounts negative accounts is the first step and like removing negative information so if sometimes on applications you might have like spelt your name wrong and they put it on your profile so you want to have your credit profile to be optimized to like no bad accounts, only like one, all your personal information to be correct. And then once that's once that's set, that's when you start looking at like beginner accounts and primary accounts. So you can add your rent rental history. So two years of rental history can go on your account. So that's two years of on-time payments and that you're paying. And you can also apply for some like secured cards. So that's where you put your own money into the card and then you use it just like a normal credit card. But that builds like a relationship with the bank. And then there's also secured loans where you give the bank money and then they pretty much give it back to you as a loan. And then you pay it off. It's just all about building a relationship with the banks. You want to build relationships with the banks. And then once you've built the relationships with the bank, that's when you can go and apply for credit. And once your credit score is optimized by having those accounts and on-time payments and age really that's when you are trustworthy to the banks and that's when they'll allow you to borrow
0: money against them Mm -hmm. so let's say someone has a credit card and maybe they missed a few payments and it's overdue or whatever it may be what can they do how do you fix that
1: okay so if you if you have missed a few payments it depends on like how recent they are because if after two years they'd become like irrelevant. Mm-hmm. But if they're recent accounts, the best thing and quickest way to do it is to call up um to call up your provider. So call up the bank, talk to talk to the representatives, tell them about your situation. Cause wait. Tell them about your situation. You can call up multiple times because each different represent each person will be each representative will be a different person so mm-hmm. you you will get a representative that will be a give you a little leeway and remove that from your account if you try that and it doesn't work that's when you start like that's when you start the credit repair process so that's when you start sending letters to the credit reporting agencies to remove those that's where that's what I teach mm-hmm. so I teach people how to remove late payments, how to remove collections, negative accounts, all that.
0: Okay, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. So, if some, what if, how do you get a credit card if you don't have one? Okay, so if you don't have a credit card
1: and you don't have any credit at all, the best way is the secured credit card. So, putting your money against it. So, putting your money up and then the bank will give you a credit mm-hmm. card with your money. That's the first easy way to get into the bank. So, and and with secured cards, normally after six months they graduate. So for example, you give them three thousand to put on a credit card. Six months later they'll give you the three thousand back and you'll have a three thousand dollar credit card that's unsecured. Mm-hmm. So that's the easiest way to get started in. Okay.
0: Like to get a credit card. What about so obviously you have a ton of cards here, right? Yeah. And um what are benefits of reward programs or points? Sorry. Talk to me about that.
1: Okay, so that's that's the thing. So that's the thing that people don't understand, like why using credit is good. Because, for example, I give you $1,000 out of my, just my checking account, like cash. First, if I send you $1,000 with my credit, I'll get points so depending which card i use i could get 2x to 4x points Mm -hmm. which means i can use them points to get free flights free hotels free gift cards like a lot so that's what people don't understand is that there's a lot of benefits to actually using your cards Mm -hmm. and making sure you use the right cards to utilize the points because the points a lot of yeah the points can get you the free flights the free travel mm-hmm. that you see online yeah hundred
2: percent. the first
1: class flights for free yeah. the hotels for free
2: yeah
0: yeah i know a lot of entrepreneurs that get all of this because like they have a for example an ad account and just all goes to yeah. this credit card yeah. and they're just flying everywhere for free staying for free this and that. It's like it's definitely like smart yeah. super smart so what do you this is kind of like completely are relevant to credit. Um, definitely a very controversial figure in the media right now is Andrew Tate. So like, of course, tons of people hate him, but tons of people love him. And it seems to me that the people that do love him, or at least don't hate him, are the people like you and me. I'm not saying, I'm not, I don't know if you like him or not, but it seems like most of the guys that do like him are young, they have a business, they're going to the gym often they're just trying to take control of their life so are you do you agree with a lot of things Andrew Tate says yeah I
1: agree with a lot of things that he says like everything he says has like you have to take it with a grain of salt 100%. like there's some things to really take and then there's some things that but that's everybody not every, yeah. but no one's perfect
0: 100% so why do you think for example, I've argued with a lot of girls on yeah. entertainment. They're like, oh, you like him? You're a terrible guy. Like, you know, this and that. So why do you think people dislike him? Or well, why do you think there are girls like that?
1: Sheet mentality.
0: Sheet mentality.
1: Yeah. Because people see on the media that everyone's hating him. So it's just a cool thing to do. A lot of girls, they only see, like, the negatives. But
0: yeah. it
1: gets deeper than that because it's full interviews.
0: 100%. Like, I... Girls, like, for example, I would argue that it's the algorithm, right? The, the girls are getting shown the negative things about him, but those are the things without context, right? Yeah. A lot of the times I'll talk to a girl and I'll, they'll hate Andrew Tate. Yeah. And I'll ask them, I'll be like, have you ever listened to, like, a long-form piece of his content? Like, have you listened to a podcast or anything? Yeah. And nine times out of ten, they say no. And most of the girls, or every girl that I have met that does not hate him, does agree with him or whatever, Yeah. have listened to him on, like, long form. So it's, like, people just... It's, like, they just take things without context and take it as true.
2: Yeah.
0: And I think that's definitely, like, kind of the whole mentality of, like... I don't want to get too political, but, like, more of, like, the left-leaning political ideology is, like, no self-responsibility, just, like, take things... Like, it's, like, they, like, manufacture these beliefs and they say, here, take this belief, and then they just take it.
2: Yeah.
0: So, like what is has andrew tate helped you in your life
1: i was actually listening to andrew tate like before he like kind of blew up really? so i've always like been taking in his knowledge yeah mm. so he has like helped me a lot with just mental discipline like taking ownership um like really just being a man just mm. being high value mm-hmm. not settling for less yeah Just working hard.
0: 100%. Really. Yeah, I think that the self self responsibility aspect yeah. is huge because, like, there's this one thing that he said that has gone taken completely out of context is where he says depression isn't real. Yeah, I know <laughs> that. Yeah, I know that. So, like, for example, <laughs> that's one of the main aspects or main points that girls will tell me when they dislike him. They said the depression isn't real. And it's not that he's saying depression isn't a real thing. Because depression, sure, people get depressed. But it's what he's truly saying is that by accepting that you're depressed, yeah. you lose all your power to it. So it's yeah. like it's like just like that self-responsibility that everything is my fault. Even if it's not my fault, it's still my fault. Because when you take responsibility for all, then it, you have the power to change it. Yeah. Then you can actually do something. And yeah, so what would you did, were you always aware about being like responsible, or was there a point in your life that was like, "Oh, this is not my fault. This is that. This is, you know what I mean."
1: I think that what comes with like being knowledgeable about stuff like this about self-resilience, it comes to a point where, like, you before you do action, you kind of you see both sides. Yeah, this is what I should be doing and nah this is what I shouldn't be doing. But it's easy to do this. So I feel like when you go down like the path, you can choose the the good easy or the like you can choose the bad easy or the good hard. Mm. And it's like which 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 do you wanna pick?
0: Yeah. It's like easy life now, yeah, hard life later or like easy choices now, hard choices later. It's like which one do you really want? And that's, like, kind of the aspect of, or the principle of delayed gratification. Yeah, delayed gratification. Delayed gratification is huge. Because it's, like, for example, for our age, or specifically for me, it's, like, people will tell me, oh, you should go have fun, you should go do this, and you should go do that. But it's, like, those things that they're telling me to do, one, I don't necessarily find them that fun. Yeah. And two, they don't help me get to where I want to be, right? Because me saying no to all these things now, like... Two, three, four, five years from now, I'm gonna be doing even crazier things because I worked now, right? Yeah. I'm gonna be, hey, do you wanna to go to Dubai for the weekend? And they'll say, oh no, I'm working. I don't yeah. have work. And it's like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it goes back to that.
1: Yeah, an important uh, message that my uh, parents used to say to me was, like the clubs aren't going nowhere, the alcohol's not going anywhere. I didn't really understand that meaning until recently, until like I got over the stage of doing that mm-hmm. because the clubs aren't going anywhere. It's more fun at the club when you have more money. Mm-hmm. It's more fun doing those activities when you have more money.
2: Yeah.
1: So I feel like people that don't really understand that, the, the clubs and parties, the girls, they're not going anywhere. Mm-hmm it's more important to get yourself sorted so then you can start exploring and doing other things. But Whatever it, you want. Yeah, <laughs> as long as you as long as long you don't have yourself in order, your whole life is out of order. Mm-hmm. So my like one of my favorite quotes is, how you do anything is how you do everything. Mm-hmm. So it can just be like the small little things. As long as you're consistent and clean and tidy, everything else in your life is going to be clean and tidy. Because, for example, you're... You want a business partner and you go to their house and it's all messy working with them isn't going to be any different yeah but if you go to someone clean their cars clean working with them will be clean they'll be
2: 100%. Yeah, more
1: organized yeah. along the lines of that yeah, yeah. But
0: let's let's go back to what we were talking about earlier with the education system what are your thoughts on the education system i, think.
1: I think it's really all a all a system you go to school to learn how to work a job you don't go to school to learn how to be creative to be an entrepreneur i, I did an entrepreneur class in school but the teacher wasn't even an entrepreneur so like <laughs> no, that doesn't say much and like people go to business school and the business teacher doesn't even own a business all they know is theory yeah. but doing the alternative route you're going to learn a lot more starting your own business than a four-year business
0: degree 100 percent, because it's like yeah like you just said you know all these things in theory but like what do you actually know about starting a business about running a business about having the mindset it takes to run a business and like keep going with it like that's the biggest thing too is like mindset like your mindset is the foundation to all of your success in life because if you don't have like a solid foundation then everything else you build on top of it it'll just it won't work um so yeah, I think like I was gonna do the same thing. I was gonna go to school for entrepreneurship, but yeah. then the professor wasn't an entrepreneur. Yeah, and I would have spent I don't know one, two, three years there. Yeah. When I spent if I spent one, two, three years on a business, how far ahead would I be? And so that's the route I chose instead of university. Um, but it really is. It's like it's like a system that just like pumping people out. Yeah, Good workers, good slaves, we can call them, whatever, right? Do you think it's going to change anytime soon? Do you think it has changed? Do you think there's an alternative?
1: I think, well, recently, like the stats have said, like a lot more people are uh, opting out of university and college. I think people are becoming more understandable of like the system that's in front of us. I think the alternatives is find a skill. The person with the most money, like they have skills. Like to make more money, you need more skills. So just being ed, like focusing on education, learning skills, because like AI is coming, and that will take a lot of people's jobs, mm-hmm. a lot of people's jobs, and AI is cheap compared to paying somebody to yeah. do the same job.
0: 100%. Yeah. Are you familiar with the concept of skill stacking?
1: No, I'm not. previously.
0: you explain? <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of like, it's something that helped me start my agency. So when I started out, or before I started, the skill that I had at that moment was graphic design. And what I chose to do was to learn about marketing and then stack the two together, right? So graphic design alone can get you a certain amount of money marketing alone well marketing can make you a lot of money yeah but by stacking the two then you have more money and then you keep going so like for example now i'm stacking leadership now i'm stacking video editing now i'm stacking public speaking and you just keep stacking these skills until you're so valuable that it's like undeniable right so like what do you you've definitely stacked skills yourself um whether you're aware of it or not Um what would you say to someone that's they know that they need to learn a skill, right? They they want to learn a skill but they don't know what skill to learn. Like how do how do they find out what skill to learn?
1: Okay, I recommend looking at what you already do. Because like you said, everybody has skills if they know it or not. One could just be like a simple like cook, like you might just be really good at cooking. You can once you have that skill, like you said, you kind of stack your skills. So instead of just cooking, learn to be like a content creator. Mm. And while you're cooking, you can just create content over that, and then that's how you can build a business. Just stop yeah. doing something that you like. You just, like you said, you just have to stack. Just adding by adding one more thing into the process, mm-hmm. it's becoming a final like product. Yeah, it's becoming a product that will bring you
0: value. Hundred percent. Yeah, I think I would have the same advice too. Is like look what you're already good at. And look what could easily stack with that yeah. to make something huge or yeah. bigger. Um, so yeah, I think that's the big. Because you're right. Like everyone has a skill of some sort, yeah. or they're conscious of it, or they're not. Um, yeah. Speaking of conscious, um, let's go into that. So a lot of I, I don't remember the statistic, but it's like I think ninety or eighty percent of our lives are lived almost on autopilot right and we from zero to seven we're basically like a sponge right we're taking in all these informations behaviors these habits these beliefs all these things and they they go into our subconscious mind and then when we grow up we still have all those habits beliefs behaviors mannerisms whatever it is um and I I feel like a lot of people get held back by these things and like for me I had a lot of limiting beliefs I had a lot of behaviors or whatever it may be and it was only until I realized that it wasn't it's not my fault for how I got programmed but it's my responsibility to reprogram myself and it was just the understanding that I could reprogram my mind I could insert new beliefs and new behaviors and habits and it's a process but you can do it Um, and I feel like every entrepreneur has kind of gone down that path of digging deep into their subconscious mind and uncovering these things and changing them, switching them out, bettering them, whatever it may be. So do you want to talk about your kind of experience with that of like limiting beliefs or, um, just like battling your subconscious mind. Because for example, as humans, we're wired for comfort, right? So you'll always go for the comfortable thing rather than the harder thing. And that's just our subconscious at work. But yeah. as individuals that want to better ourselves, we have to consciously make the decision to do the hard thing, yeah. right? So, do you have anything to say about that?
1: So, kind of going back to like David Goggins. After reading his book, I started running. Like mm. I, I used to hate running. I couldn't even run two kilometers. But after reading his book, I just went outside and I ran, and I just ran. I ran days and days and days. And I ended up running a half marathon. But before reading that book, I would have been like, "There's no way I can do that. I can't even run three kilometers." So, getting the knowledge to really like reprogram your mind is like important because when I when I did work a job, I was able to use AirPods Mm. and I listened to like a book a day. I
2: did the same thing.
1: By me doing that, I literally reprogrammed my mind to understand like how money works, Mm. how to get money, different systems. And
0: yeah. Yeah, I actually really resonated with that because the job that I was working before I started my business was construction. The only reason I chose to work construction is so I could listen to podcasts. So I was listening to like three to four podcasts a day. And it was in that period that I was taking in all this good information, I was changing my beliefs, but then around me, the the workers that I was surrounded with, yeah. I like just saw everything, Not I was listening to everything to do, but then seeing everything not to do.
2: Yeah.
0: And I think it was the combination of both of those that was really impactful for me. Um, So what was the job that you were working that you were listening to AirPods?
1: It was literally the most robotic job ever. It was at a, what's it called? yeah it was at at a factory where they send out the it was a distribution center so it was just the same repetitive you look at the order you go pick it and then you pack it up to Mm. get sent out and i just would listen to it just lock in on the book and just do the job just just to get by because that wasn't really important it wasn't paying me much i was i was earning more by listening the book by listening to the books because that was more important that was the most important thing to me was just getting the knowledge that I didn't already know because what we know versus what we don't know
0: is insane yeah Yeah. so I remember the first book I ever read on my own right because we read books in school and you hear online and from all these people that you need to read books but a lot of people will come out and they say I hate books I hate this and that so what were you were you the same Was that some, yeah. a belief that you had about books and yeah. what made you change that?
1: Yeah, I never read books, but I think mainly because a school like we forced to read books we don't yeah, like. Yeah. We don't like, and that's another thing too. People read books over like love and romance. That's not gonna get you nowhere. You read books that will help you yeah. that you need. That you
0: need that knowledge on, mm-hmm. but yeah. yeah. What was the question? Um, What made you go from not reading to reading?
1: Yeah, from what made me do that was reading Goggin's book. Mm. After I read his book, I started running and started reading everything. What made
0: you read that book? I don't know. Just something inside of you? I don't know. I mean I
1: listened to his podcast, I saw that like what he was talking about was legit. And he was someone that like I would wanted to replicate. Mm. And, yeah, I just started reading it and then I just couldn't put it down. And then yeah. that started me in my journey of just like mental toughness, yeah. choosing the hard thing
2: yeah.
1: that will benefit me in the future.
0: Uh, I resonate with yeah. the fact you said you couldn't put it down because I read, I read it as well. And so, with some books, you read them, but then you forget about them when yeah. on, and you put them down. Right? Like, I probably have, I have tons of books on the go. But that book is something that I read all the way through in like two to three days. Like, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't put it down. But what was the first book that you ever read?
1: The first book, I didn't read it, but I heard it was Rich Dad Poor Dad. Okay. That kind of like started me,
0: me as well. down the rabbit <laughs> hole.
1: Because I did that also at my job, just mm-hmm. listen to it. Yeah. And that kind of made me like open up my eyes yeah. to you don't really have to work for money.
0: Yeah, 100%. So would Can't Hurt Me be your favorite book?
1: Yeah, I would say it the most impactful.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: I wouldn't say I have a favorite, but yeah, I would give that my favorite.
0: So if you were to, if someone were to come to you, they've never read a book of their choice in their life, and they're, they're like, "I want a book recommendation." Would you give them? Okay,
1: my my top three book recommendations would be, to start off, would be the Compound Effect, which that talks about the one percent mm-hmm. getting one percent better every day. Doing small tasks that repetitively over time will become a big result. So cause to start you need your mindset. Your mindset needs to be in order first. So that will really get your mindset in order. And then I would choose I would recommend I would recommend Yeah. I would recommend David Goggins' book, Can't Hurt Me, because mm-hmm. that will really cause once you've read the compound effect, you know which direction of life you're going and you're slow making them slow steps. David Goggins will see you make um he'll like by reading that book, you'll want to take even bigger steps mm-hmm. to like achieve the goals quicker and just fall in love with the process. And then the last book I would recommend is sell or be sold by mm-hmm. greg cardone that book like really opened my mind up to the to like the selling the money type of mm-hmm. yeah the money side of education and learning about money
0: that really helped me out a lot yeah yeah sales is huge i know so many successful entrepreneurs that started in sales yeah i think that's one of the most important skills if you do want to become successful in the yeah. in the space um so what do you what do you five ten year plans? Where do you want to live? What type of business do you want to have? Do you want to be married? Do you want to have kids?
1: Yeah, five five years time. Uh, yeah, I want to be married, have kids. I want to be just traveling the world. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have. I'll have a few houses in places like Bali, mm-hmm. but I just want to be traveling the most of the time because I feel like. As a kid, it'd be best to learn by traveling mm-hmm. because traveling you learn a lot. I want to have my business on autopilot. Have have employees help to have employees to delegate the tasks yeah. to, and have a few Airbnb's that are just paying me on autopilot yeah. so I can really focus on like my family mm-hmm. and my health and well being, and just providing as much value as possible and helping as many people reach their goals as possible.
0: hundred yeah. percent. So I want to go back to the topic about the education system, but I want to tie it in with the kids. So do you? are you going to put your kids through the, the normal that, education system? Nah,
1: I'm, I'm homeschooling my kids. Yeah. Because, yeah, like you said, the zero to seven is the most important time, like learning period of your life. And they're like a sponge, so I would wanna just educate my kids the way that like I want mm-hmm. the way that I feel like the future is yeah. going towards and giving them the opportunities to really like excel in whatever thing that they wanna to do. Yeah. I'll let them do whatever they want, and I'll just back them mm-hmm. like if they wanna if they wanna be for example, if they want to be. Cause you know, I have kids they want to be like a garbage truck driver. I'll, I'll teach them about the business, and then I would put them in the business where they could be a CEO of a garbage like company.
2: Yeah.
1: Cause like, yeah, there's money in everything as long as you know the right way.
0: Hundred percent. Cause like, you could
1: be a garbage truck driver, not making much, yeah. but if you own the garbage trucks, that's when you're making a lot of money. Yeah, hundred percent. So yeah, teaching teaching this my my kids all that I know plus letting them go down whatever avenues they would like Mm -hmm. and really just focusing on education. Yeah. Because...
0: 100%. I think a lot of entrepreneurs, I think we're kind of almost biased here in Bali because most of us have very, very similar mindsets. But I would say most of the people that are here in Bali um, would say the same thing about having kids and not putting them to the traditional educational system. Yeah. Because ultimately at the end of the day, it's like you're letting the government, the system programmed your kids. Yeah, literally. And it's like, it's terrible. And I'm, I'm glad that we were able to break out of that and kind of reprogram our minds and not go down the path that they kind of dangled in their faces. Hey, come this way, you know? Yeah, literally. Um, but yeah, I think that's, that's super big. And I think that's going to be a trend. And I think in terms of like the education system, it's already switching and like it's like there's an alternative and that alternative is what we what we went down right like we take yeah. courses we yeah. read books we do this and that right. but i think sure. the the economy of courses or whatever like the system of like courses is just gonna excel and it's gonna get better and better and i'm not sure if you're familiar with dan co but he kind of talks about how they'll be like a very good person in whatever topic you want to learn yeah. from and you'll just learn from them you're not going to go to school and learn math, science, social studies, whatever, you know. You're going to yeah. just like do what you want to do and learn from like the best in that yeah. subject. Because I think it's completely absurd that if I were to go take entrepreneurship program, I'm not learning from an entrepreneur. Like that makes no fucking sense. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and that's the thing, like mentorship too. Like you said, learn off the best person. And for example, if you can learn off uh, Elon Musk. He's wrote many books that you can learn all his philosophies, all his mindset and everything. Mm-hmm. So you're not limited to whatever's in front of you.
0: Mm-hmm. 100%. Have you ever paid for a course or a mentorship?
1: Yeah, I've spent probably well over $10,000. Mm-hmm.
0: Well over. Yeah. That's sick. I'm still kind of in the low end, but I'll get there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's good. Yeah, I'm still, still new on my journey, but it's coming. It's a constant evolution, like you said that 1% every single day.
2: Yeah.
0: I think that was actually one of the first concepts that I re- that really spoke to me in terms of like just this whole space of like success and becoming great and doing what you want to do. Um, yeah. So let's talk about this kind of relates to this system, but health. So like, for example, we don't want to put our kids through school because it's the system. Yeah. We don't want to go to school because it's the system. Yeah. The food that we consume, especially us in the Western world, is all the system as well. Yeah. Right? All this processed garbage.
2: Yeah.
0: Are you kind of, are you conscious of, are you selective what you eat? Do you know about, like, what are your thoughts on health and
2: food?
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely selective on what I eat, what I drink, because that affects your mind and your body a lot. So that's also a good thing about Bali. It's a lot, it's not as genetically modified as obviously Australia and like America. You can get a lot of like natural organic products here. So I definitely recommend, like I definitely wouldn't like go down the traditional route of like fast food and stuff like that will be cancelled obviously like special occasions but I want them to like understand that food is food is like fuel Mm
2: -hmm.
1: like it's it's about um, like how you live your life compared to like when you die Mm -hmm. because yeah you might live to 100 years old first you might live to 100 years old eating a bad diet being fat like being in bed for the last 30 years of your life or you could be like a hundred years old and still walking and still have a good quality of life mm-hmm. still able to like meet uh play with your grandchildren and mm-hmm. stuff other than being like bedridden stuck in bed all day hooked up to all these machines taking pills and pills and lots of medicine yeah Versus all it is is just making that difference while you are alive mm-hmm. to do the hard option yeah. that will, yeah, that will 100%. give you many more years of success. Delayed
0: gratification, guys. Delayed gratification. Oh, the yeah, one, yeah. Uh, DG. Delayed gratification, uh, the one percent. Um, there's a lot of concepts that are very, very crucial. Um, so I think I'm gonna end this off with, if your younger self was standing right in front of you, what advice would you give to him?
1: uh i would say i would say forget all the all the i would say forget all the like all the bullshit all the outside stuff and really just focus on like focus on yourself learn as much as you can and implement what you learn cuz implementation is a big thing yeah so whatever you learn implement it and be fully focused on your goals and not worry about other things. Because I feel like me, I kind of like just gave up too easy at times when like I could have achieved so much. Yeah. So really sticking head down, focused on like your goals. And yeah, never look back, take as many risks as you can because as a young person, You don't have much to lose, so taking risks.
0: 100%. All right, Isaac. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. We'll see you guys next time. (laughs) Bye-bye.